Why don't we stand to our feet and give that hand clap of praise and appreciation to God. Thank you, Jesus, for showing up today on a Friday night. God, thank you so much that Romans 5, 8 says, while I was yet a sinner, that you still died for me, that you care so much about me. That's it. Why don't you just choose to worship a moment longer? God of exceedingly and abundantly, put that in your own words right now. Tell God what he means to you. God, I worship you. I thank you for who you are. God, you're so magnificent. So you and I tonight have a choice. We can choose to have a service and leave the same way we came. We can choose to go through the motions to clap our hands. We can choose to come to an altar and maybe even pray, or we can choose to make sure that we leave differently than we came. We can make sure that we get a hold of God and that God changes our life, that you receive your calling or that clarity, am I really called, that you receive deliverance from whatever you've been struggling with, that you receive salvation today. You can receive the gift of the Holy Ghost tonight. You can be baptized in the only saving name of Jesus Christ tonight. One more time, why don't you lift your hands and say, God, I choose to worship. I choose to give my all tonight, Jesus. We make choices each and every day. Some of you had to choose if you're going to brush your teeth this morning or just eat breakfast and try to mask it. Some of you guys had to choose if you're going to spray three sprays of body axe or 15 and try to impress the girl by drowning her in your smell. Girls, you had to decide which heels were going to hurt tonight and if you were really going to wear them or not, or are you just going to go casual with the white sneakers, the Air Force Ones maybe? We all have choices to make. But tonight I really felt impressed by the Holy Ghost over the last few days as I was praying for today's service that we make the most important choice. That no matter what this world has to offer, Matthew said it like this, what will it profit you and I if we gain the entire world, if we have the best career, if we have marriage, we have all the adventure, all the traveling, all the money, but we lose the most important thing, our souls. You and I can choose tonight where we will spend eternity. We get to choose that. My pastor, Brother Daryl Johns, always says, choose what you want off the shelf of life and then pay for it. You can choose to just be average, to be like every other student, to be like everybody else out in the world. It's not going to cost you much, but it can destroy your life. Or you can reach really high. For a big God dream, a God vision, and it's going to cost you a lot of hard work. You're going to have to live differently, but it pays off. And it's really not about saying no to other things. It's about the bigger yes for God. Someone say the bigger yes. It's not about saying no to that boyfriend or that girlfriend. It's about saying yes to God. It's not about saying no to sports or to social media, but it's about saying yes to God. It's not about saying no to I'm going to look good. It's about saying, yes, I'm going to worship even if I don't have rhythm, even if I don't understand the whole Bible, even if I don't have it all together. I'm going to give God my all each and every day because I choose yes. The two choices tonight for you and me is Jesus or the world. Heaven or hell? And you get to choose. Someone say, I get to choose. Let's read a little bit about choices in Mark chapter 9, if you would turn there. Mark chapter 9. And while you're turning there, I want to give honor and thanks to a dear friend of mine, 
Brother Josh Smith, your youth president, thank you so much for having me. You and Jen being in my life. Axton, Bravery, Charlie, I love y'all so very much. Y'all are awesome. To your youth committee, youth pastors, all pastors, can you give them a hand? Thank you so much for driving, for showing up on a Friday night to be here. I love my pastor, and you should love your pastor too. Your pastor should be your favorite preacher. He loves you so much that he fasts. Who wants to not eat food? But he does because he loves you. Some days he doesn't eat Chick-fil-A or Whataburger with the spicy ketchup, but he does it because he loves you. And so we love our pastors. And then to the host pastor and to the, to the presbyter of this section, thank you so much for having me. And my lovely wife, Natalie, I, I love doing life with you so very much. You're beautiful. You bring joy. You make me a better man. Last week I was sick, and Natalie was at a church in Kentucky, and I was watching our baby girl, Kalea, one years old. And I respect women so much more for all the hard work you do, and you do incredible as a mom to our baby girl. And I appreciate you choosing our family. Mark chapter 9, verse 43. If you have it, say amen. If you're going to cheat and look at the screen, say amen. amen. Bunch of cheaters. Oh, y'all are cheaters. Verse 43. And if thy hand offend thee, cut it off. Someone say, cut it off. Because it is better that you enter into life maimed, that you enter into life with just one hand than having two hands and go to hell, into the fire that shall never be quenched, where the worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. And if your foot offend thee, cut it off. It is better. Someone say, it is better. It is better for you to enter halt into life than having two feet to be cast into hell into the fire that shall not be quenched, where the worm die, does not die and the fire is not quenched. In verse 47, if thy eye offend thee, pluck it out. It is better for you to enter into the kingdom of God with just one eye than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire, where the worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. Today we have a choice, and I want to talk about that better choice. Someone say the better choice. Look to your neighbor as you're seated and say, it is better. Amen. You may be seated. The president of South Africa passed away in 2013. Someone say 2013. However, thousands and hundreds of thousands of people thought that he passed away in prison in the 1980s. 33 years before he actually died, thousands of people believed that Nelson Mandela died. This thought or this effect is called the Mandela effect. Look to your neighbor and say the Mandela effect. It was first coined in 2009 by Fiona Brome. She falsely remembered his death and researched that thousands of other people also did. The Mandela effect is a false memory that happens either because our brain is filling in gaps that weren't actually there misinformation after the event happened, or someone is leading us to think the wrong thing. For instance, when that weird little woman with the pointy finger and the little bump on her nose was giving an apple to a princess, what did, what did that ugly woman say on that thing on the wall? Anybody know? Say it really loud. It's not mirror, mirror on the wall. If you thought it was mirror, mirror on the wall, raise your hand. It's not mirror, mirror on the wall. It's actually magic mirror on the wall. But somewhere along the way, Pastor, we heard it a different way, and now we all assume that it is mirror, mirror on the wall. Or what about the guy with the black helmet and a sword of light? And he was talking to his son. What did he say to his son before he cut off his son's hand? Does anybody remember? Say it really loud. That's not what he said. He said, no, 
I am your father. But I always heard it as Luke because somewhere along the way I heard the wrong thing and now it's just stuck. And so when I ask you that, we say, Luke, I'm your father. I have a few pictures, uh, media team. You can put any one of those seven up. We're going to do an activity. If you think it's the left, if you think it's this side, I want you to stand up. If you think it, that one's correct, stand up. There's one F or two Fs. If you think it's this side, stand up. All right, go ahead. The rumbling, everyone's trying to figure out. There's one F in stuff. If you're standing up and you think there's only one F, you are correct. There's only one F in double stuff Oreos. Can you sit down? All right, put the next picture up. All right, if you think it's that side, if you think it's Fruit Loops on that side, I need you to stand up. F-R-U-I-T. That's it. Don't, don't look at everybody else. What do you think? When you look at the back of the cereal box in the maze and you're trying to figure it out. If you're standing up, you are wrong. It's F-R-O-O-T. It's Froat Loops. All right, put the next one up. All right. Guys might know this one. If you think it's this one, I need you to stand up. The difference is that brown thing called a con concorda, cornucopia. If you think it's that one, you are wrong. There is no cornucopia and fruit of the loom. The Mandela effect, you're so used to thinking it's there, but it's really not there. I think we have a couple more. Oh, I wish. All right, if you think it's this side, I need you to stand up. There's an A or an E. Oscar Mayer or Oscar Meyer? It is this side. It's Oscar Meyer, but it's spelled with an A for whatever reason. All right, who likes Cheez-Its? All right, if you think it's this side, stand up. Come on, now there's a witness in the room. Hey, you was eating some of those today. He's asleep now. He was just eating some. Hey, put that down. Shh. Put it down, cheater. Having snacks in church. You're the worship leader. All right, it is cheese it. It's not it's. It's it. There's no Z. All y'all are saying it wrong. If you say cheese it's raise your hand. I know that there's not a Z, but I still say cheese it's because it just sounds better. All right, Kit Kat, is there a dash or not? If there's, a, if there's not a dash, stand up. That's what I'm talking about. Pride right there. I don't even know to stand up or not. Some of y'all are like half standing up. There is not a dash in between Kit and in between Cat. You are wrong. Are there any more? One more? One more. All right. The Monopoly guy. My wife and I do not like this game. It causes lots of frustration. Does the Monopoly guy have the monocle, that little thing on his eye? If you think he does, stand up. You are wrong. That's the peanut man. The Monopoly guy does not have a monocle. He has 20-20 vision. The peanut man does. It's the Mandela effect. Someone say the Mandela effect. See, it seems very similar. We even remember it one way, but it's actually very different. And somewhere along the way, Pastor, somewhere along the way, Pastor Josh, we start to think one thing when actually it's the complete different. 
And people in this room and youth all over the world have the false memory that they can live with sin and still please the Savior, that they can have an awful attitude and still be considered apostolic, that they can be profane and still be Pentecostal, that we can live compromised and still be called a Christian. But I've come today to preach a very simple message that you and I have a choice and we have to choose better. Take this world, but give me Jesus. I know it might look similar. I know everyone else might call themselves saved. I know everyone else says they're a church, but I'm going to live according to the word of God. Give me Jesus. Those things don't mix. There's some places I don't go. There's some conversations I don't have. There's some things I don't watch. Why? Because I'm not confused. I don't have a false memory. I live according to the word of God only. We're crazy to think that we can live close enough and obviously so many of us get confused and we have the Mandela effect with sin and our lifestyles and we think that we're like the real thing but there's only one Coca-Cola and all the other ones might taste okay. Dr. Pepper's close but Coca-Cola is the real thing. Not Dr. Thunder, not Coca Splash or none of the other ones that I drink because they're cheaper. Coca-Cola is the real thing. And you and I have a choice to make tonight. Someone say, I have a choice. We can choose better. Mark 9, 43 through 48, Mark is talking. He said, it's better that you go to heaven with one hand, one foot, and one eye than you go to hell with both eyes, both hands, and both feet. He said, it might look very close. From a distance, there might not be that much of a difference, but there is a better choice. Someone say, better. He described this place where the fire is never quenched and the worm does not die. And in that Greek word is Guiana, it's a dump in Israel that burned both day and night. No one wanted to be associated with the trash dump. No one wanted to be there with all the heap of just garbage because the smell was horrendous. The fire was nonstop. There was worms and maggots everywhere. Nobody wanted to be there. And he said, that's what hell is going to be like. The fire is not going to stop. There's going to be worms that eat and you never die. There's going to be utter darkness. You're going to hear the screams of people with their regrets and guilt and shame for all of eternity. It's going to be a horrible place. Hell is real. Hell is hot. And I know we've heard it preached for generations that God is coming back, that we're in the end time revival, and we have just accepted that I love my world here, but this world is not my home, and hell is real, and heaven is real, and I want to make sure tonight that I choose heaven. But the scariest part, talking about hell, is not the fire. I would hate that. Not the darkness. Not the worms, not the screams, not the regret, not all of that. The most sobering part of hell is that no matter what I go through in this world, no matter how many times I fall, no matter how hard life may get, I always have Jesus. But in hell, I'm away from his presence for eternity. Can you imagine that our choices have consequences and the consequence can take us there to a place where God's not with us. Forget the darkness. Forget the fire. Is the choices you and I are making today, the choices you were planning to make tomorrow, the things we were going to watch or listen to, the things we're subscribed to, the conversations we have, the friends that we have, is it really worth it to be away from God for all of eternity? Is it really worth it to be away from God for all of eternity? Hell. 
And you and I have that choice to make. Why is it so quiet? Because we don't hear a lot about hell anymore. Because we get comfortable here. I want to see my baby girl, Kalea, grow up. I don't want to see you get married because boys are stinky and I don't like boys no more. None of them are good enough. And I don't want to pay for a wedding. That too. I want to see Kalea grow up. I want to get gray hair with my wife. And I want to be able to wear white socks with brown sandals and look old and cut hot dogs on a grill with grandkids running around and be mean and sing really loud, but everybody loves me because I'm just an old person. I want to race wheelchairs one day. I want to grow old. I want to eat applesauce because I don't have any teeth. You know how good that must feel on your gums, cold applesauce? But if I can't have applesauce because God comes back, that's fine with me because this world is not my home, and I'm not getting too comfortable here. I'm not getting too comfortable being here. Thank you, South Central Texas, for the hotel. It's wonderful. Imagine if Natalie and I go to Hobby Lobby tonight. God help us. We go to Target, and we decorate our hotel room. We throw all those old sheets away. And we put on new sheets and new pillowcases and we hang pictures of our family. We're flying home tomorrow. What sense would that make when we're leaving? So why are we trying to make such a good life here? Go to school. Get a degree. I've done that. I've got a master's degree. Have a home. Get a good job. Have marriage. Have kids. Have adventure. Travel the world. Do those things. I'm not saying that's bad. But make sure you're not making such a home here that you're not trying to make a home there. Because we got to choose better starting tonight. And anything that's costing me my relationship with God, it's going to end tonight in an altar. I don't care what my friends are doing. I don't care if my parents are in church or not. I am choosing better tonight because there's a better choice. And I don't want to go to hell. I want to be in heaven for eternity with my Savior, Jesus. So I choose better. I choose better. 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 But not just hell. I don't want to leave y'all just, oh, hell, just bad. It is. But heaven, someone say heaven. heaven. See, heaven's not talked about a lot in the Bible either. It's kind of just vague. But I love heaven. There's gates of pearl. The streets are of gold. How many of y'all have ever seen real gold in your life? Raise your hand. I haven't. How many of y'all have held real gold in your life? How many of y'all would like a, a truckload of gold today? That's okay. Come on, someone's about to run the aisles now. Where's the organist? People travel the world for gold. They follow pirate ship maps for gold. They go all the way west in the California gold rush for gold, Christian, because gold is so valuable. That's one of the most valuable assets we have here, according to man. But God said the streets are of gold. Now, I know we have a five-second rule, but if you drop that avocado bacon cheeseburger that I hope to get while I'm in Texas because we don't have a Whataburger in St. Louis or the honey butter biscuits that open at 11. See, I know I'm from Texas. I'm a Dallas boy. Come on now. If I drop that on the ground, how many of y'all would just eat it right off the ground? They don't even put it on a wrapper. Okay, so when you go home tomorrow and whoever cooks in your house, if they don't put it on a plate or at the kitchen table, they go out in the middle of the highway and they stop all the cars, and they put that fried egg and that piece of toast on the ground. Who's going to get crisscross applesauce on the ground, Indian style, and cut that egg up and eat it? Y'all need to be saved tonight. <laughs> Who wants to eat gum off the ground? Who wants to eat food off the ground? The ground is gross. People's 
nasty feet are on the ground. It's horrible. No one likes the ground. But God says the lowest denominator, what we despise here, the ground, the ground, the lowest denominator is the highest thing we have to offer here in this world, in heaven. That there's streets of gold. That something that's so valuable that people kill for and they leave their families for and they go on an adventure and leave everything behind for this thing called gold. That's going to be so much of it that you just walk on it. And it's not even that important. How magnificent is heaven going to be? How magnificent and more than the gold where there's no more worries. There's no more tears. There's no more struggles. There's no more pain. There's no more craziness. How amazing is heaven going to be? But it's going to be so wonderful that when we get there, John said in Revelation that we're going to stand there for 30 minutes speechless. If you're sitting next to someone that loves to talk, point at them right now. Man, they just ratted you out. You were the one yelling all the answers wrong in the Mandela effect. Raise your hand if you know you talk a lot. I'll raise my hand. I'm a talker. Even you, all you talkers, the gift of gab, when you get to heaven, we're not going to say, wow, we're not going to say, man, this is wonderful. We're going to be speechless because we finally get to see Jesus. And each and every choice, each and every day, we get to decide, am I choosing better? Am I choosing heaven or am I choosing hell? Am I choosing Jesus or am I choosing this world? Because this world really has nothing to offer me. I want to make heaven my home. I want to have joy that's everlasting. I want to have peace that passes all understanding. David wrote in Psalms 27, 4, one thing have I desired and that's what I'm going to seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple, forgetting those things which are behind. I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God which is in Christ Jesus, knowing that the sufferings of this present world isn't even worthy to be compared to the glory that's going to be on the other side. I want to go to heaven. I want to choose better. If it costs me relationships, if it costs me friendships, whatever it costs me, take this world, but give me Jesus. I choose better. I know it looks very close. I know it looks very similar, but the Mandela effect is a false memory, and sin is going to send you to hell. One bad decision can cost you an eternity, so choose better tonight. Choose better. Choose better. It is better. Mark wrote this in Mark 9:43. He said, it is better that you go to heaven with one hand. In 45, he said, it is better, Brother Reddy, that you go to heaven with one foot. Verse 47, it's better that you go to heaven with one eye than to go to hell with both. Because though this look very similar, there is a better choice. So practically, what does that even mean, preacher? You got me excited about heaven. I want to make choices, but how, how can I live this out tonight? What practical changes can I make? What commitments can I make at an altar tonight? If you aren't praying and fasting or reading your Bible regularly, then it might be time for you to give up movies and social media. Well, oh, preacher, I, you were there when you were talking about Whataburger and avocados and spicy ketchup, but 
that's crazy. No, it is better. But, but I love Instagram. Everybody else has Instagram. That's just too radical. It is better. You might have to stop watching sports for six months so that you can develop a real relationship with Jesus Christ. That's not too much to ask because it is better. You might need to unsubscribe from some things, unplug some video games for a season because it is better. I'm not saying get rid of all hobbies, but if it is a weight or a sin, according to Hebrews 12:1, the author said, lay it aside, get rid of it, and run after God with everything because it is better. You and I might have to get rid of some things tonight, but it's the better thing. You might need to go on a six-month social media fast so that you don't compare to other girls or other guys anymore, that you don't spend hours just scrolling, but you haven't read the book of the Bible today. You might need to get rid of some movies. You not, might need to get rid of some TV shows, regardless of the rating, regardless if you think it's good or what your pastor preaches. It's your decision because you have to decide if you're going to go to heaven or hell. I know your mom and dad want to choose for you. Your pastor is fasting on behalf of your soul, but you got to choose. I can't take nobody, so I'm going to do the best I can so that I can choose better. It's taking too much of your time, so choose better. If you and I can't describe what we believe about the Bible, but we know every latest meme, all the latest trends, all the latest dances, all the sports stats, everybody that was in the starting lineup at the Super Bowl or, or the NBA championship or NCAA championship. Now, when I was in high school, I loved sports. I loved Kobe Bryant, number eight Kobe and number 24 Kobe. I remember when he scored 81 at the Toronto Raptors game. He scored 14 against Jalen Rose. But then one day I realized I can't quote five scriptures on the oneness of God. So God forbid we can quote more about Kobe Bryant than we can about the word of God. I'm not saying Kobe's bad. I'm not saying sports is bad. I'm not saying hobbies is bad. But there is a better choice. If you can't describe what you believe from the word of God, then it might be time for you and I to choose better. Well, that's old-fashioned. No, it's not old-fashioned. It's better. If it built a church like this, if it built a church like what you go to, if the men of God have made it this far, if the women of God have made it this far because they chose better, then I'm going to do the same thing. I might look different. I might not always fit in. You might call me weird, but it is better, and I choose better because I want to make it to heaven. If you're struggling watching things. It might be time to get rid of your smartphone and go back to a dumb phone. Whoa, 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 okay. That's the line. A flip phone? Nokia? Motorella? Mozzarella? What is, I don't even know what it's called. That one? The cheese? That's too far. No, it's better. You might need to go home and have a conversation with your pastor or youth pastor and say, hey, I am struggling, and it might feel awkward. It probably will. You might feel shame. You probably will, but I'm pretty sure that youth pastor and that pastor, that pastor's wife, that minister's wife, that minister's spouse is not going to look at you and say, get out of here. I never want you back. They're going to hug you and say, hey, I'm praying for you. We're going to do this together. Come on, let's go out to eat once a week. Let's read our Bible together. Let's pray together. We're in this together. Your man of God, your woman of God's not going to throw you away, so it might might feel awkward, but it is better. So I'm going to have a hard conversation that I'm struggling with some things because I want to be saved. It's not too crazy. 
It's not too radical. Mark said, cut your foot off, cut your hand off, pluck your eye out. He's not literally saying go and get a hacksaw and do that, but he's saying there is nothing too extreme because nothing is worth having if it costs us our relationship with Jesus Christ. Nothing is worth having if it costs us our relationship with Jesus Christ. So if there's anything stopping me from God, I choose better. If you're negatively being influenced by people you're sitting next to or some of your friends from back home that might not be here, it might be time to delete some numbers. It might be time to choose different friends. Well, the only friend I'll have is my pastor. I would rather go to heaven with my pastor being my only friend than having 10 friends and go to hell. Well, preacher, you're in my grits now. Doesn't want God want me to be happy? What verse is that? God wants you to have joy, but he understands real joy comes by living for him, not by anything this world has to offer. All right, let's make it plain. Kylea, she hates being in the car seat. I'm telling you, our neighbors probably think we kill her daily when we put her in the car seat. But what kind of father would I be to look at that one-year-old beautiful girl and say, I know you hate being in the car seat. Boundaries are not fun. It's uncomfortable. It's inconvenient at times. I know you want to get that goldfish that you threw down, even though you shouldn't have thrown it down. So I'll just unbuckle you. We're driving 75 miles per hour down the highway, and you just crawl around. If we get in a car accident, it's okay because you're happy. You can eat all the candy and no vegetables because you're happy. It's okay. You can jump in the swimming pool even though you don't know how to swim because you're happy. Mommy's cooking cookies and you can touch the stove because it makes you happy. That's just ridiculous. No, that's exactly how you and I live when we try to make sense of sin and say, oh, it's the Mandela effect. It's at least close enough, preacher. No, there's a better choice. It's heaven or hell. It's Jesus or this world. And so I choose better. If you know that relationship is going to rob you of all your emotional capacity and energy. Oh, you hang up first. No, you hang up first. Oh. You're going to sleep, and I'm hearing you breathing. Oh, this is wonderful. I love you. No, I love you. We're going to have a dog named FIFO and a white fence, and I'm going to bring you lemonade, and we're just going to have a great life one day. Oh, we're just, we're meant to be together. I know we're both in the third grade, and we just got out of diapers, but I know you're the one. And then you come to church, and you're like, God, I have nothing to offer you because I've given everything to him or everything to her. It is better that you go to heaven. It's better that you wait till 26 like I was until you get married or maybe even older. There's nothing wrong with that. If it's going to rob you from a relationship with Jesus Christ, if it's pulling you away from ministry, if it's stopping you from going to the church, then you can call it crazy. You can call it radical. You can call it ridiculous. Call it whatever you want. But Mark said in Mark 9, 43 through 48, that it is better because God says that there is a better choice and you and I can choose better tonight. You and I can choose better tonight. When I went to Bible school, I was 19 years old. I just left a district youth rally just like this. It was at our campgrounds. Brother Paul Pamer preached, the unsearchable God. All my stuff that I owned, everything was in my car. And me and one of my friends drove to school. I checked myself in. But one thing that I did leave at home 
was my TV that I won in a raffle drawing, my Xbox, my PlayStation, my Wii. Back then, I loved the Wii. It was good exercise. I was like a pro in Wii bowling. But I left all that at home because I said, you know what? I'm behind. I didn't grow up in church. I backslid for a season. I don't know a lot of scripture. I don't even know what I'm called to do, but I know that I'm supposed to be here. And so I left everything behind. And I said, you know what? I'm not going to stay up all night and watch movies because I have to learn the word of God. I'm not just going to be like everybody else. You can call it weird, and I might not have had the experience like everybody else had, but I made up my mind to choose better because I wanted to follow God. And so you can make that same decision today. You can leave everything behind, and you can choose better. Someone say better. better. As musicians come, just a piano player for now. This girl, she was in the same district that I was, Brother Josh. She was considered one of the popular girls. Everybody knew her. Guys wanted to date her. But she started hanging around the wrong guys. She didn't want to realize that she was fearfully and wonderfully made according to the word of God, that she was beautiful, that God already put his stamp of approval on her, and that he had great plans for her life. And she started choosing the wrong things. It cost her so much, nearly destroyed her life. And though she's back in church, she's struggling being a single mother. And thank God that that kid was baptized in the name of Jesus and received the Holy Ghost. But she is struggling in something that God didn't intend for her because she didn't choose better. It's like Eve. Eve didn't have to eat that fruit, but she thought it was better. And she found out that God's not withholding anything from you. His plans are so wondrous. But sin always leads in destruction. This guy, we went to school with him, Cody. He sat on the front row. He ran the aisles. He was one of those crazy people that just worshiped. It was amazing. I loved it. But he started working at Outback Steakhouse. And he knew he would make more money working at the bar. It looks close enough. I can still be a Christian and have the cornucopia or the monocle or the dash and Kit Kat. It looks close enough, so I'll start just working at the bar and make extra tips. But then after work, he started drinking with his friends. He left Bible college. He's no longer in church. He's an alcoholic. His life is all but destroyed because he didn't choose better. This young lady, she was a Sunday school teacher. She was a Bible quizzer. But she started to get affirmation from the wrong people, the wrong friends. And preachers would sweat. They would come and they say, come on. Get a hold of God. Live for God. There's a real heaven. There's a real hell. Just like Noah and the ark. And she stopped believing it somewhere along the way that all that stuff even mattered. She's a shell of what she used to be. She doesn't like what she sees in the mirror anymore. She doesn't sleep good at night anymore because the echoes of regret ring throughout her heart and in her mind. And she can come back to God. And I pray that she does. But the reality is she has so many scars because she didn't choose better. This young man had a call to preach. He was a leader in the youth group. People admired him. He even got to preach sermons from time to time. He served and started to help. And it seemed like God had incredible things for his future. But he had secret struggles that he never told anybody about because he was worried about the shame 
But Mark said, it's better that you go to heaven and feel awkward talking to a pastor about your struggle so that you can get help than to be like this young man and destroy your world because you're struggling and you're trying to look the part. Jude, but we can choose better. James, John, we can choose better. Olivia, we can choose better. Axton, we can choose better. You can choose better. Ned, Pat, we can choose better. You can choose better, young lady. You don't have to give everything to some guy that doesn't care about you. But God has a great big plan for your life. He wants to bring you joy that you have no regrets or shame about. He wants to bring you such a good life. But it's your choices. Because every choice we make has consequences. So it's Jesus or the world. You and I can choose better. Young man, we can be prideful and say, well, I don't get emotional. I'm going to protect my reputation and not really get a hold of God in an altar. But when it comes to politics, we sure do get emotional on Facebook. When it comes to sports, we sure do get emotional. Well, God, I just love you. Why don't you show him that same passion at an altar? That's what a real man is, not someone that doesn't cry. A real man is crying for the right reason. You want to be healed? You want to be made whole? You want to change your family's history? It might have ran into your family until it ran into you. Well, tonight's the night. You can choose better. You're a pastor's kid. And you're wondering, should I just go out and experiment in the world and try different sins because you're missing out on something? No, you're not missing anything. You are living better. Your story is better. It's better. So this preacher on a Friday night is pulling for your heart. He's pulling for you. He's pulling for you to choose better. Can you close your eyes with me right now? God, I don't know where that young man or young lady is. I don't know if they're going home to a broken home or a home with both parents that might even be in ministry. But regardless of anybody else's choices, regardless of my mom not being in church and my dad being in church, I had to make my way to an altar at 16, and I had to choose better. I had to have some hard conversations with my pastor. I had to give up some things. I had to get rid of some hobbies for a season so that I can develop a real relationship with you. Not because I'm missing something, but I'm choosing the better thing. And so I pray that that young man, that young woman can choose better tonight. That they go to heaven, missing out on some conversations, missing out on some experiences, missing out on some parties, missing out on some apps, missing out on some movies and experiences, that they go to heaven missing out on some things rather than going to hell and having a destroyed life. In Jesus' name. Can you all stand with me right now? Aren't you tired of struggling? Aren't you tired of kind of looking the part? 
or trying to live for God, but also trying to experience the world, why don't you choose better tonight? I'm calling for every young man and every young woman in this room. It looks very similar, but there is a real choice, and there's a better choice. So why don't you choose better? I wonder if you can make your way to this altar maybe, or maybe turn around and kneel at your pew. Maybe find a wall and bury your face in the wall, not worrying about anybody else, not worrying about what she's doing or what he's doing. Nothing else matters right now, but what matters right now is that you choose better. Come on, have some hard conversations with God. It's not going to sound like prayers you've had in the past. It's going to have some ugly things about it. You're going to reveal some things to God that you think you've been hiding from him. But why don't you be honest with God right now and choose better? That's it. Lift your voice and choose better right now. Come on. That's it. Why don't you get a hold of God right now, young man? Come on, be a real man and get a hold of God right now. Don't wait for anybody else. Don't wait for the music to mask your voice. Why don't you cry out to God right now? Why don't you choose heaven right now? Heaven is real and God is reaching for your soul. Come on, young lady, why don't you choose God right now? Don't give up God for some boy or some friendship or for looking like the world. All that Hollywood and social media is selling you is a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. So choose better. You have been so, so kind Oh, the overwhelmingness. Come on, you're beautiful. You don't need some guy to tell you. Jesus Christ is telling you right now. Come on, you're called. God wants you to change a nation. He wants you to write a song to preach a sermon. But you got to make it right at this altar tonight. Come on, make up your mind. You're going to delete some things. You're going to unsubscribe from some things. You give yourself away. Come on, get your self-esteem back, young lady. Let the past be the past and choose better right now. Leave the mistakes under the blood of Jesus and choose better tonight. Come on, young man. Let's not go through the motions. You might not be able to make your way to this altar, but make an altar right where you are. Come on, you've been struggling for so long. You think you're hiding it, but you're not the real thing. It looks close, but that's false. Come on, choose Jesus tonight. Come on, Oliver. Come on, John. Come on, James. Come on, Peter. Get a hold of God right now. That's it, Sarah. Why don't you get a hold of God right now? Aiden watching online. Why don't you get a hold of God right now? That's it. I'm not waiting on mom and dad. I'm not waiting on pastor. I'm choosing better tonight.
come on, you're not too young to make up your mind. You're not too young to make up your mind. You're not too far to make up your mind to not choose better. Come on, it's not crazy, it's better. It's not too radical, it's better. It's not ridiculous, it's better. It's not weird, it's better. It's not old-fashioned, it's better. God is reaching for you right now. Why don't you choose him? Give up everything that's stopping you and choose Jesus tonight, young lady. Come on, young man. Push harder. Be more passionate right now in prayer. Come on, confess your sins to God. He'll forgive you. He'll clean you right now. You don't have to struggle another day. You can choose better. now don't be satisfied where you're at right now get a hold of God right now he's reaching for you choose him right now young man I know it's awkward but it's better I know you might feel crazy but it's better
Come on, every elder right now, intercede on behalf of a young person. Every man is minister, every man and woman of God. Pray with everything you have. Someone is choosing heaven or hell right now. Rewrite your family story right now by choosing better. It doesn't matter what your mom or dad did. Why don't you choose better right now for your future?
better right now. Just one more moment. Every hand raised, every eye closed. Why don't we choose Jesus right now? With everything in you, why don't you give God everything just for one more moment? Come on, make this night so unforgettable. Make this night so unforgettable. That's it, young lady. Get your confidence in God back. You can love again. You can have joy. You can have peace in him. Choose it today. That's it, Jaslyn. That's it. Come on, get a hold of him right now. you do if you're praying keep praying but everybody close your eyes everybody close your eyes Thank you, I want you to think practically what changes are you gonna make so that this moment doesn't end in an altar 
What are you going to unsubscribe from? Netflix, Disney Plus, Amazon Prime, Hulu, any of the other things. What video games are you going to get rid of and go and give it to your parents and say, hey, for six months I'm not playing them. I want to read my Bible daily. What devotional book are you going to get so that you're making sure you're doing your devotional every day? What conversation are you going to have with your mom or dad or your pastor or youth pastor or Sunday school teacher, the man or woman of God in your life, so that they can hold you accountable, not just away from sin, but also to do the right things for God? Think about that right now practically. Think about that practically right now. And in a moment, in your words, I want you to say that to God, that I'm going to give this to you in a moment. God, I'm going to unsubscribe from this. I'm going to delete this app. I'm going to get rid of this phone number. I'm going to delete this playlist on Spotify or Apple Music. I want you to make it practical and real. In your life, how are you going to choose better tonight? Not next week, not when you're 30, not when you're 50. What are you willing to miss out on so that you can go to heaven? Because that's the better choice. Every hand raised. And why don't you give that to God right now? Why don't you give that to God right now? That's it in your own words. Give it to God right now. God, I give you more of my time than ever before. I'm not satisfied with the days that I fast. I'm not satisfied with how long I pray. I'm not satisfied with the scriptures that I know and the word of God that I read. God, I want to get more into your word than ever before. So I choose you. God, I commit to spend less time in hobbies and spend more time in your word, Jesus. And I'm not going to replace service or ministry with the relationship with you. I want to grow closer to you than ever before. I want to learn more scripture this year than ever before. So God, I commit my life to you and I choose better. I choose better. It's not crazy. It's not radical. It's better. It's not old-fashioned. It's not just for mom and dad or for pastor. It's better because you loved me so much. You chose me on Calvary. So I choose you right now. Just one more moment. Eyes still closed. Why don't you choose better right now? Why don't you choose better right now? That's it. Be real with God right now. Why don't you be honest with God right now? Don't try to cover it up. God sees it. Chases me down, fights till I'm found, leaves the 99. I couldn't hide it, I don't deserve it. Still, you give yourself away. Oh, the Come on, it's not an awkward conversation, it's a better conversation with your pastor, it's a better conversation with your mom or dad. Your 